Hello, my name is Price Van Ray, and I'm a divorced single dad, father of five kids. Welcome to my show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about regret. Regret is something that sort of haunts everybody at one time or another. Should we have it? Should we not? We'll see. But before I get to that, I just want to say something enlightening. If you stare in the mirror, tell me what you see. Is it what could have been or is it what could be? That's the big thing, isn't it? When we look at ourselves, we say, could we have been something else, something we wanted or... When we look in the mirror, do we say, do we see something more, something we can be? So it's, it's almost like a reflection of, of our thoughts, our dreams, our hopes, our fears, our desires. It, it's just a reflection when we look in the mirror. And it can help us understand who we are, who we want to be, where we want to be, anything like that. Regret. Regret is a big word. I wonder if there's an acronym for regret. I don't even know. But I do know. Regret is a verb. It means feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over something that has happened or been done, especially a loss or missed opportunity. For example, he immediately regretted his words. Regret, regret, regret. It's something, it's something else. Do, do you have regret? Does anybody have regret you'd like to share? I know... I try to live my life, ever since I was a kid, I said, listen, I do not ever want to live with regret. I think that's the worst thing to live with, thinking what, what, what I should have done, what I should have said. But unfortunately, when we're young, we, we do regret doing some things, saying some things, acting a certain way, anything, we, we, we regret it. But like I said, I, I try to live without regret, but I'm sure there was a time Yep, a time when I probably didn't speak up, when I probably wasn't brave enough, when somebody was getting picked on or talked about, in fact, being talked about, instead of just listening and not saying anything and convincing myself, well, I'm just going to listen and I know what kind of person they are. They always say, you you know a real friend when they stand up for you when you're not there, you know, but are people brave enough? Can they do that? We do tend to live with regret, and there's a lot of it in the world. And I don't know if there's anything we can do about it except learn, right? Because we have to learn from our experiences. We have to learn from our past. We have to apply it in the present and hope for the future. That's just the way it seems like it has to be. So, regret. Sometimes... I regret not pursuing friendships. Certain friendships not not being more dedicated, not saying, hey, I'm going to put more effort into this. But then again, I'm, I look at myself and say, I'm, am I that person who goes the extra mile? Or am I just a person that just sits there? We regret. It's regret. And we all have a certain degree of that. Sometimes we will say things to people and... That, that will linger on for years and, and years. You could say something from childhood and be an adult, and it would still linger and burn in you. And do you regret not saying anything? 
at the time? Do you regret not saying anything over the course of time, letting 50 years of time pass by when you could have said, hey, listen, you know, I regret saying that and I am sorry. Just a simple word, I'm sorry. Because, you know, words words can can hurt, but words can also heal. That that is the magical thing about words. They they have the power to heal. And we should remember that. Words can also say, "Hey, I care about this person. I love you. I love you." Can you imagine if everybody in the world just one day said, "Listen, I walk up to a stranger, I love you." I wonder if the world would be a better place. Spread a little more love around, more friendship, more compassion, more empathy, and say, listen, you are important. I love you. And I regret not saying that before. A lot of relationships could be saved by three words. I love you. Sometimes people regret receiving something like a gift and not saying thank you. Thank, thank you is a powerful, they have a lot of powerful words. A lot of words just filled with power. One word is I hate you. That, that's a power word. I don't know if people want to say that. I love you. That's a power word. I forgive you. I love you. I wish you were here. Power words. Those are words we should never, well, the, the, the hate word we should never say. But the other words that are positive power words, Maybe we should say those a little more and not regret not saying them. So my dad passed about two years ago. He died of Parkinson's. He, he was 90, I think it was 90, 92 or 93, maybe 94. And, uh, and the thing is, he was ready to go. Okay, We, we used to talk all the time. <clears throat> we didn't talk growing up. He, uh, he, he had a rough rough upbringing, you know, and because of his upbringing, <clears throat> he, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't think it really prepared him as to how to be a, a basic father. I mean, you, you know, he wasn't a bad dad. He was not a bad dad, but there are some skills and things you should probably be taught or told. A lot of people don't, don't have them. Uh, one is communication. You got to communicate with your kid. You got to be understanding with your kid. You got to make sure, in my opinion, that when you have a kid, they may not want to want to follow in your shoes. They may want to walk to their own beat of their own drum. So my dad, he always wanted me to play baseball. And if anybody knows me, I'm I'm not really in the sports. I'm really not. Sure, I like watching the finals, the finals of basketball, the finals of football. I, 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 I actually enjoy watching soccer. I like, I, I like watching tennis. Um, <clears throat> golf is cool, but it, it makes me sort of sleepy because it's so long. <laughs> but it's that's a cool sport. I like, I like that. <clears throat> and I think my dad wanted me to go into sports, into baseball, because that that, that was his dream. Probably a dream he wanted, and he wanted to pursue that, and probably wanted to live his dream through me, but. I think a parent should understand that if you have a child, they're, they're going to, you know, 
you get them shoes to walk in. There's no way you're going to step in as a parent. There's no way you're going to fit your foot into your child's shoes. Now, your child may one day stick his feet in your shoes. might be too big. But he may not like your shoes. He may want his own shoes. He may want to walk his own path. He may want to do his own thing, he or she. And the bottom line is, growing up, my you know my dad, we didn't really connect the way I, I had hoped we would. And there's just basic skills, basic things. But of course, I'm going to be honest with you. My, my dad was, he was in his 90s. And when he was growing up, I truly believe men... Not all men, because I don't know all men, but this is the general conception I get that the majority of men would close their feelings down a lot. Um, Only show them when they were really in pain. Uh, They didn't really express themselves because they they weren't really taught taught to say, hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay to do this. It's okay to say I love you to your kids. So... I'm gonna be honest with you. I think I made every effort to try to connect to my dad, but I'm, I'm, but I remember talking to my mom, and my mom, she had a talk with my dad, and the outtake I got from that is, he expressed to her that yeah, he he had some regrets of not um, connecting to me as my mom felt he should have. So those are regrets, and I'll be honest with you. I have kids. I, I try I try to connect with my kids. I try to communicate. And I'm not going to say I'm a perfect dad. There's no way I'm going to say I'm a perfect dad. But I will say um, I try to be, and as long as you try, try to do your best. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure I fall short. My kids will probably tell you, yeah, you, you fall short, dad. <laughs> In fact, two of them don't have any problems saying that. <laughs> And I'm, I, I get really sort of triggered when they say that. I say, I don't know how you can say something like that. But um, my, you know, kid, kids are always going to see things a little differently too. I see things differently with my dad. They see things differently with me. But I try, you know, and I tell my kids, I try not to have regret with you guys. And I don't care if I say I love you a million times a day. I don't care if you don't like it because I want to make sure you hear it every day, and I, if, I, I'll say it till you get sick to your stomach. I'm gonna say it and keep saying it because my dad, un- unfortunately, during his whole life, 92 years of his life, I never heard him say "I love you" to me. Now, I'm not gonna say he didn't love me because I'm sure in his way he did, because men tend to express themselves in different ways, and I can definitely say this because I worked in a factory and I talked to a lot of guys, and they were like. Some some of those guys were sort of uh, mm, rough around the edges, whereas I I, I guess I'm not. And uh, why um, why I'm not? Maybe, maybe it's because just the way I, I see the world, I see it a little bit differently. Um, when I was younger, I I had a speech impediment. I stuttered all the time, so I didn't talk for like half my life. So it gave me time to think. I got bullied. It gave me time to think. I got picked on, it gave me time to think. I was always alone, it gave me time to think. Didn't really have a lot of friends because I, I was bused to another city, so it, it was tough to to like make friends in that city, go over their houses because I lived in a different city and I was young. And where I did live, it was the ghetto. So my mom kept me inside. She says, you're not, you're not going outside, it's rough. And, and it was, I'm glad she did that because a lot of, 
a lot of my uh, the the people, the guys I knew, kids I knew, ended up dead or in jail, or not in a good place. So that that I don't regret, but I will say I try not to regret with my kids, and I try to tell them, hey. I love you guys, and uh, I'll hug you guys and say daddy's always going to be here, hopefully, until I'm not. So I tell my kids, guys, you know, you don't want to live with regret. You want to you make time. If you don't have time, make time for your family. Make time for your friends. Because there's going to be a time when you won't be able to make any time at all. What, what, what do I regret? I I, I tried to ask my dad, well, let, let, let's go back to my dad. You know, like I said, we, we didn't really connect growing up, but towards the end of his life, um, I, th- I think we connected more because I think he saw me. He saw who I was, the person I was, and I, I, I would take care of him. It was really tough with his Parkinson's, and uh, he had the Parkinson's where, where you shake, um, and he, he couldn't really talk too well. So I would I would come home from work and I'd I'd give him a a bath or a wash up. I'd help him go to the bathroom. I'd brush his teeth. I'd shave him, get my hair cut, try to do his nails, dress him. But I I remember coming home when I worked in a factory. It, it was like <laughs> it was terrible. It was three or it was about four in the morning, and. I, I would make him something to eat, and we'd sit there, and I would, I would do a lot of talking, but we'd talk, and I'd ask him about stories of his past, because I wanted to remember them, and he didn't really tell me, well, he told me stories, but a- after he passed, I had talked to some nep- some of my cousins out in California. They had a lot more stories, <laughs> but even still, that, that was the most uh, connecting I had with my dad in his final days, and it was it was great. It was really good. And I guess, to be honest with you, when he died, it was during COVID, but he did not die of COVID. And when he died, I just, you know, people weren't able to see their their parents or loved ones in hospitals. And he was in a veteran's rehab, rehabilitation place. Couldn't, couldn't see him because of the COVID. I, I understand that. And he just declined there and it was terrible and there he died I regret not being able I guess to do more I just wish I had have been able to do more but sometimes you can't and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I always say don't don't live with the regret. Don't live with that burden. But sometimes, sometimes, unfortunately, it just can't be helped because you can't help how you feel. That's why regret is very tough because people deal with regret so differently. One thing I do regret. <laughs> I'm going to have to say I don't really drink alcohol I'm not an alcohol drinker um, there's a lot of alcoholics in my family like many other families I don't know if it's a genetic thing I don't know if it's um, you know if it's something you like so you just keep doing it so 
why bother even starting? I'm not going to say I don't have wine here or there, but I'm also cheap, and I don't want to spend that much money on some expensive drink that I could get soda or lemonade or something a lot cheaper. So I, cheapness is a big thing with me. But the the thing is, um, my my dad always drank beer. Loved his beer. And I, I guess for me, I regret not going up to the rehab place with a beer, two beers, and having a beer with my dad and taking a picture. I think that would have been cool. That would have made up for a lot of stuff. But funny thing is my daughter, she got two beers from my dad. My daughter has Adoria. And I, I told her how you know it made me sad and cry. She said, Dad, Grandpa gave me two beers. Why don't we have it one day at his grave? That's cool. I might do that. Might do that. Because we don't want to live with regret. Regret is a tough thing, do you? I mean, like I said, regret runs deep so many ways. It, it can go from missed opportunities with relationships to people you really like and you just let them slip through your fingers you say and you didn't say something might have happened and they walk out the door and you didn't go chase after them you didn't say hey listen please stay i love you i'm sorry i want us to be together or you say some mean words and you don't say listen i'm sorry um missed opportunities like staying at a job, a job pro- that probably doesn't respect you, whereas you had another opportunity and you you missed it, so you regret not leaving. And that's happened to me a lot. I remember being be- working at a company and uh, there wasn't really a lot of opportunities to move up. Knowing that, I said I was going to go to another job, and they offered me a higher position, and I said. Okay, after they talked me into it and whined and denied me, but it didn't work out. They put me back down to the same position, and that missed opportunity I could have had as a graphics uh, designer director at a bigger company was gone. So I remember working in a bank, and this lady came in. She had a, you know, this was an old lady. She looked average, and I I was doing some, uh, opening up accounts for her and checking her accounts and giving her a balance and printing stuff up. She had so much money. And I, I just happened to say, hey, listen, can you give me some advice? I mean, I see you, you know, you like to save, but is there any advice you could give me? Because I was so young and she was so worldly. She had so much experience in life. She said, yes. And this was the one of the best advice she ever had. She said, you never want to be old as me and say, I wish I had of. You don't want to live with regret. That stuck with me. You don't want to live with regret. And that, that's true. So I remember when I was working during my internship at Disney, I was offered a, a job at Disney University. Um, but you know what? I wanted to be a father. I wanted to get married, have a house. I wanted my kids to know my parents. And that was more important to me than anything do I regret it? Knowing that I'm divorced, knowing how my life turned out now, 
No, because I didn't want to live with regret. That was something I really chose, and I thought in my heart that was the best choice. And I'm going to be honest with you, at the time, that was the best choice. (sighs) Knowing that my kids can know my parents, having those memories, because I'm going to be honest with you, memories to me are the most important thing one can have. That's what you take with you. You can't take money with you. You can't take take materialistic stuff, but when you leave this earth, when you're on your deathbed, <clears throat> you know what you have? You have your memories and experiences, and that is more precious than anything, I believe, in this world. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> I'm not even going to argue with that. That's what I truly, truly believe. So, that being said, stare in the mirror. Tell me what you see. Is it what could have been or is it what could be? And now, it's story time. A blind boy sat on the steps of a building with a hat by his feet. He held up a sign which said, I am blind, please help. There were only a few coins in the hat. A man was walking by. He took a few coins from his pocket and dropped them in the hat. He took the sign, turned it around, and wrote some words. He put the sign back so that everyone who walked by would see the new words. Soon, the hat began to fill up. A lot more people were giving money to the blind boy. And that afternoon, the man who had changed the sign came to see how things were. The boy recognized his footsteps and asked, Were you the one who changed my sign this morning? What did you write? The man said, I only wrote the truth. I said what you said, but in a different way. I wrote, today is a beautiful day, but I cannot see. Both signs told people the boy was blind, but the first sign simply said the boy was blind. The second sign reminded people how fortunate they were to have their sight. Should we be surprised by what the second sign and why it was more effective? No, we shouldn't. Well, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can download any of my pad podcasts morning, noon, and night and hear it all over the internet and the world. You know, it'd be great if you did. And if you could just drop a line and say what you liked about it. So I'm going to tell you something. That brings us to the end of the show. I want to thank you all for joining me and listening today. It's been great. And don't forget to be nice and talk nice to everyone you see. It is free, 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 free. (laughs) Don't be a jerk. And remember this one last bit of advice. Tomorrow is never promised. So don't go to bed angry at your child or anyone you love. And before you go to bed tonight, hug your child and tell them, I will love you forever, Dad. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me here. And uh, let's do it again. I'll see you next time here on my show. Be well, be kind, be back, and peace. I, my friends, my family, will see you later. Goodbye.